hello to all. This is Biz Fueled, the show that helps you fuel your business. I am your host, Sharitha Ferguson, and I am delighted you are spending this time with me. Today's topic is one that I see a lot of business owners having issues with, and that is finding your target customers. I will be talking with Sharissa Myers, owner of Sharissa Renee. Welcome to Bizfield, Sharissa. Hey, everybody. Hello. (laughs) I can't wait to pick your brain for my listeners to get the nuggets of information to help them build their business and have a thriving business like yours. So um, before we dive in, I want to start off with introduction so they know exactly who you are. So go ahead, Sharissa. Okay. Hey, everybody. My name is Sharissa Myers. I am the owner of Sharissa Renee. I'm located in Junction City, Kansas. Um, Pretty much what I do is I make handmade clothing for all women, all size women. Um, I've been in business now for about seven years, and it's, it's been a great journey. That's what I do. I sew for people. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love the yes. custom-made pieces. So, um, you know, with this conversation, let me set the foundation um, by first defining target customers and niche. So target mm-hmm. customers can be defined as a group within a serviceable market, which a business aims to market its efforts. Um Niche, which is specialized segment of the market of a particular kind of product or service. Simply put, if you're not in front of the right customers, you're spinning your wheels and wasting money. Now, I've been following your business from the start. So I've witnessed its evolution. And you definitely, you got it right of getting in front of your customer. I want you to think back when you first started. How did you figure out who you wanted as your target customer? Well, I thought about myself as a customer. You know, I thought about myself when I go out and shop for things. And living here in Kansas, it's a very small place. It's not really fashionable. It's, you know, very just, very low key. But I knew that I had to take on the mindset of a customer in order for me to be a business owner. So I thought about myself when I go out to search for things and look for things to purchase to wear, where am I looking? What do I, what do I want to look like or what type of clothing do I want to wear? And so that was, that was kind of my beginning point. How was I going to be able to grab the type of customers that were like me as a customer that wanted a different type of clothing to fit for your body. That's what I had to do. I had to put in myself as a mind of a customer first before I even thought more about business. I knew the business would come along, but I knew I had to have a mindset of a customer first. Wow, and I like that, that you started with yourself and then you Mm -hmm. circled out. So I do feel that, yes, you have to look at who you are first and then Mm -hmm. you can begin to identify that target customer as well as you can look at you know their their age their income level their education but as you said it started with you um Mm -hmm. now once you get that picture of your ideal customer you have a very clear direction on who you need to be in front of so i think that's really Mm -hmm. good of how um you started now with that said how would you describe your ideal customer? My ideal customer is middle-aged women, 
uh, you know, young women, anywhere between the ages of uh, 20, 20 to uh, normally about 55-ish, 60 -ish. So people that are right in that middle class area there. Uh, also, uh, my target audience are people that um, that are not trying to not trying to pay a lot, a lot of money, but they're not willing, but they are willing to say, hey, I'm going, I like what you're selling. I like that, and I think that that would look good on me. So I had to come up with a way to just attract those types of people to, to, to what it is that I was doing. I had to say, okay, I want this group of people. And like you said earlier, it is all about the analytics, the analytics of things. You got to see who's already following you, what it is that you see people like that you're wearing and what it is that you see people um, comment on and what they think is nice and, oh, I would like that. All of that I take and then I put it in my back pocket, per se, and then I can use that to fuel me to say, okay, now I can create this type of content to start attracting this type of audience. Mm, I hear that. Now, for those mm -hmm. of you just tuning in, I'm speaking to Sharissa Myers from Sharissa Renee, and the topic is finding your customers. So with all that you just said, it's safe to say that finding your target customers starts with knowing who they are, but knowing mm -hmm. who they are is not just the key by itself. You know, definitely Correct. customers have a problem that they want solved. That problem Correct. would be safety and, you know, therefore they would find an alarm system or it could be wanting to feel pretty. So they'll buy a flattering outfit, whatever that problem is, a business owner must solve it in such a way their ideal customer will purchase. Now I'm going to turn Correct. to our Facebook audience for the next question that touches on that. So Marquise from adultology in Virginia sent in two great mm -hmm. questions for you. So um, okay. let's tackle the first hey, one. <laughs> so how do you solve the issues of your ideal customers? How do I solve the issues of my ideal customer? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. How do I solve the issues? Uh, <laughs> social media is the way to go. And I'm just going to put that out there. A lot of times when you are putting your content out there, and you getting all these fabulous comments and all of that, you're, they already giving you the feedback that you're looking for versus, you know, us creating something and then you put it out there and then people are just like, you know, you, you, you're expecting certain feedback. But when you already putting out something like for myself, when I make something for myself and I say to myself, hmm, I bet you this will go over well, you know, if I'm wanting to sell this particular item because everything that I make for myself, and that I post on social media isn't always for everybody. It's just something that I made for myself. But if I'm really wanting to kind of push a certain thing that I've made and people see me in it, and then I start kind of looking at these comments, that's how I can determine what works and what don't work because I've already done determined my, my, my audience. My audience is already following me for what it is that they, that they like, that they see that I do. So when I'm reading certain comments or, or emails or whatever, whatever I'm putting my product out there at, I can take that, that, that criticism, whether it's good or bad, put that in my back pocket, go back to the drawing board and begin to fix any, anything to where I can go ahead and have this perfected, uh, uh, piece of clothing that I know that somebody is willing to buy eventually once I put it out there for sale. So a lot of times I'm, I, I don't even offer it to sell at first. Uh, on my social media, I'll put it out there, 
see what people think about it. And then you start getting that, that, that demand from your customers. And if there are any issues that happen in between there, you'll see it already because the people are already putting out there what they like and what they don't like. You know, like in my case, people will say, oh, I wish I had this kind of sleeve. Or can it be longer? Can that be made shorter? You know, when you start getting those type of, um, that type of feedback, then you can, then you can engage with your audience to let them know, hey, okay, yeah, we could do it this way. We could do it this way. Remember, everything is custom made, you know, like that. So I feel that's, that's how I work it. That's how I work any issues that I may have with, uh, my ideal uh, now, I, I like what you said. Um, pretty much you're, te- you're testing the water first to mm-hmm. see what's going to stick before you really push it out. And once you see that demand of a particular item, then you move forward with it. And I love that strategy. Um, so you're mm-hmm. not spending unnecessary money and effort into getting right. something that you because think works. Uh, yeah, because I, I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm still a small business. You know, I'm not like this large corporation type thing where, you know, a lot of people throw out a lot of money into something with the expectation of people buying it. I, a lot of small businesses can't take that kind of financial risk all the time. And so that's what I do. Exactly what you said. Test the water. See what works. See what doesn't work. And like I said, everything that I make that people see me in isn't always for my audience survives just because that's what I do. You know, I create content. But if I know, like, hey, if I personally believe that, okay, I think this will do well, let me see what people think about it. I'll put it out there. Then I'll go ahead, I'll add it to the website. A lot of times I already have it already ready to go. It's already on the website. I just need to publish it. Here y'all go. Y'all can go on out there and go buy it. So, yeah, small businesses, sometimes we have to be a little bit more uh, safe in regards to how we um, – uh, promote our content or we want people to buy our product, it, it, you know, I think it takes a little bit more work on the small business side because you don't want to take such a hard hit. You want people to buy your stuff. You, you mentioned that, you're, that you have content. So I have to admit, I do have a folder on my phone where I um, put or I keep a lot of your pictures, your content, because the way you put the outfits together and things that I would never think of, of putting mm-hmm. together and wearing, I said, oh, that's cute. Let me stick it in this folder. So I do love the content that you, you put out and um, you identified that you test the waters. So mm-hmm. although for me personally, I love dresses but i just don't wear enough of them um mm-hmm. but i loved how you did not just stick with a you know dresses or skirts you added mm-hmm. an accessory line now that oh, i yeah. fell in love with so yes i had to snag um, my my favorite was the leopard belt so i yes, love how you everybody. diversified oh, your yes. portfolio kudos to you for that one so let's hit um marquis second question which is how do you find your customers without ads? Everything is so social media driven. And I'll be honest, I really have not done a lot of ad work with any of my social media. I literally engage my audience. People want, there's a lot of people that say a lot of negative things about social media, but there are a lot of positive things that you can get out of social media. And I, I just talked about this on my business page, how, any creative out there, I don't care what it is that you're doing, but you have 
it's like free advertisement for me, social media. So I really don't do a lot of the paid ads and things like that. But what I will tell people to do is make sure that you're engaging your audience. Talk back to people. When people are writing you on social media, it's okay to write back to them, you know. I understand sometimes you get super, super busy or sometimes customers, they ask a lot of questions. But when you are engaging with your customer, you are gaining their trust. A lot of people on social media have been burnt because they, they purchased something on, on, on social media and, and then the product didn't come like it, how it was advertised. You know, just certain things that make some people be like, eh, I really don't want to fool with social media. I will also tell people, make sure that you have some type of email subscription, some type of text messaging program where you can keep in communication with your audience. You remember a few months back when all the social media was down? Remember, Facebook was down, Instagram, the WhatsApp uh, app was down. Everything was down. And that, I, I, when once we were able to get back on social media, I was just looking at people, a lot of people that are in business, they couldn't do a lot of things for the day because the social media was down. But if you have your email subscriptions, you have your text messaging, you're able to keep that constant communication with your audience. That's how I feel. But definitely utilize your social media. You don't always have to pay for those ads. I, I, I would honestly say I probably, since I've been in business, I've probably done like five. I'm not, I'm not against it, but when you're first starting out as, as a small business and you're really trying to get, you really got to engage your audience. It's just no way around it. You're going to have to get on there and talk to people. You're going to have to go live. You, you, you're going to have to respond back. When people ask some questions, respond back to them. That's how you build people trust with you. A lot of people ain't going to put their money into you if they don't know you. That's just the truth of it. Now, which platform did you see would, is the best for you or that has been the best for you? When I first started out, it was Facebook. Facebook was the place to be. You know, majority, and still to this day, Facebook is probably number one for me. Um, because of, I will honestly say, Facebook, because of the age demographic, what I've learned is a lot of our older people that are around my age, you know, you talk about your mid-30s, your 40s, you have a lot of more um, people around that age group that utilizes Facebook more. You have more of a younger crowd that's on Instagram. So you got to know, you got to know how to kind of work with the platform that you, you're trying to get people to come on board with you on. So if you know your audience is a little bit younger on Instagram, you got to tweak, tweak it, but still keep it to who you are, but tweak it enough to where you know it's going to pull in a younger crowd. You know, your Facebookers, they, they're a little bit older. They, you know, that's why I get majority of my business from. Majority of it is from Facebook. For those of you just tuning in, I'm speaking with Sharissa Myers from Sharissa Renee. And the topic yes. is finding your target customer. Now, I do know um, with your Facebook followers, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you have a lot of uh, customers. They're posting their pictures and things of that nature. Did you have, do you have any notable people that really surprised you that, that's looking at your content? Oh, yeah. Um, I have Coco, the lead singer from SWV. She has shared my content quite a bit. We're actually friends on Facebook. I actually got a chance to meet her um, when they were in concert uh, uh, in Arkansas back in October. So it was really cool to 
to to actually meet somebody that I grew up listening to, you know, being in my room with my with my hairbrush singing SWV. So, you know, that was really surreal for me. And a lot of gospel artists from Lisa Noel Smith, Miranda Curtis, um, Miranda, uh, excuse me, not, yeah, Miranda Curtis, Beverly Crawford, the late, great Lucretia Campbell. I'm talking about giants in the game. And many of them have reached out to me and wanting me to sew things for them. I've sewn for all kinds of different quartet groups and choirs. Um, and I'm really connected to some people that are really connected to some other great people. So you just never know where you may lead. But, yeah, I've, I've gotten a chance to meet a lot of great artists. Lisa Noel Smith, I mean, and she's my favorite. I absolutely love her. Um, so... It's been, it's been, you know, this opportunity has, has opened up so many doors for me to meet so many people that I admire, um, people that whose songs I sing on church on Sunday. Like, it's crazy. So, you know, it's very humbling, and I'm grateful. I mean, it just lets me know that, you know, that your gifts will make room for you. It, it really will, but you got to put in the work, though, too. Were you surprised when uh, churches started reaching out to you for their your custom-made outfits uh, for their choir? Yeah, 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 and, and and it really only takes one one group, and then it's like a domino effect. Once one person catches wind of what it is that you do, then it just it just starts it just starts coming. Once I had that first choir, um, they were out of Mississippi. That they were like my first choir, and then I just started getting ads. I mean, people was reaching out, different ensembles, just different uh, singing groups, quartet groups, choirs, praise teams. Uh, even the people in my own church, you know, so it's really, it's really great that when people see your gift, they're like, okay, I want, I want what you, what you offering. So yeah, it's been, it's been great. I, I can't, I honestly can't complain, even with all the, all the bad things that do happen along the way too. It's been more great than it's ever been bad. So yeah, it can be done. It absolutely can be done. But you know, if you, you, you have to be willing to say, okay, I'm gonna buckle down. And I'm going to do what I got to do. When, when, when getting it out the mud, you know that saying? It's a real thing. You know, I didn't want to pay for all that. Because in the beginning, I didn't have it to pay for all that. <laughs> you know, I didn't have money like that to be paying for all these different ads and, you know, or having social media promote me. Because, you know, I just didn't have it. So I had to really get out there. Like you said, I had to really get in people's faces. I was in people's inboxes. I, I was writing back to people. I'm emailing people. That's what you got to do to get your name out there. You got to be like, this is who I am as a business owner. You already got to know who you are as a business owner, too. That's why I said I had to look at myself as a customer first. What is it that I want? And then I can establish myself as this business owner to say, okay, I got what you need. Y'all come, y'all come and see me. <laughs> now, that's a great segue into our next question um, from mm-hmm. Kelly out of Florida. She wants okay. to know, when you found your niche, how much of an increase did you see in your revenue? Oh, it was almost, I, I would give myself, honestly, maybe a couple of months. Because once you find your lane and you really just stick in your lane, then people know exactly where to come to get what they need from you. You know, in the beginning, I was just known for a specific style of skirt. So if anybody wanted this specific style of skirt, they knew that they could come to me and that I could provide that service to them. 
So once you find what your niche is, your niche is, then you just start building on that. That's where all the other different multiple streams of income begins to come in. Once you find what works, stick with that. And then you build on that. So I, I would give myself a good couple of months. I was like, okay, I, I, I think I found you. Yeah, I got it now. <laughs> Now, you said something that was really important. You said that you you were known for a particular style of skirt, which differentiated mm-hmm. you from other people because they knew that they can only get that skirt from you. So when you mm-hmm. started making that skirt, that skirt took you to another level. Do you have other things in your portfolio where it's just unique to you? Um, it, it probably would be my accessories. Um, I, what I did with the accessory line was I wanted pieces that represented who I was as somebody who likes to wear, you know, jewelry and, and belts and bags and things. like. I had to find the product that still represented me, but would translate across the board to everybody, to those that I'm like, okay, I think this will do very well, you know? So, yeah, it, it, you, you just got to... Everything is trial and error for me. Once you find it, then you find it. You know, you just got to test the water a bit and put yourself out there. And if it doesn't work, you can't take that as a failure. Just look, okay, that didn't work. Let let me go back to the drawing board and let me try this. You know, whatever. Once you find it, build on it. Don't, Don't let up off the gas at all. Once you find it, run with it. Now, you put out a video on your Facebook feed. And you spoke mm-hmm. about monetizing. At what point did you see um, your videos were being monetized? Um, it was probably in 2020. Towards the end of 2020, um, uh, Facebook was the first one to actually send me, because at first I thought it was like some type of a phishing scam. You know, you got to be careful with those emails. And so at first I didn't really pay it no attention. I was like, okay, I think they trying to, you know, trying to get me, you know, people out here trying to steal your information. So I didn't pay the email any attention. And then one day I happened to log on to Facebook and it was kind of like in my, uh, you know, when you first log in and you on your timeline, it was at the top of the screen. And it, and it gave me the option of where I was able to start monetizing because of the content I was putting out. So I'm like, okay, to me, that's just easy money. That's just you getting on social media being you. And so um, I, I will say that I'm not as proficient as some of like the other people that, you know, many of us may follow on social media. I don't be on it every day like that with me going live and things like that. But from the money that I see just from the bit of content that I put out, I could pay a couple of bills with that. Mm. You know, I'm just being honest. So you can take that money, put it back into your business, or use it, you know, for your personal thing, whatever you need to do. A lot of times I take it and I put it right back into my business. I'll go out and buy something, make something, post it, make a video and put it on there. So it, it definitely can happen um, being monetized. And then it translated over to Instagram. I'm able to get monetized on Instagram. So the, the, that's why I tell people, creatives, the money is out there for you to make. But I don't want that always to be like the first thing people think of when they get into business. Because honestly, you're not going to be making a whole bunch of money right off the brick like that. You got to put in some work to really start seeing, you know, a profit from, you know, the things that you're putting out there. When you and I spoke uh, earlier, you identified mm-hmm. that um, in the very beginning, you had to refund 
people, because you were mm-hmm. just starting out, please let the listening audience know, what was that like for you? Because far too often, people think, they look at you now and think it just happened. She started mm-hmm. sewing, she didn't have these barriers, she didn't have any barriers, and she just started making this money. But little do they know that in the very beginning, you yeah, you may have lost money because you had to fix a lot of the errors that you were you were working on. And this is why, when I said earlier, you building your trust with your audience. You know, when before I even started selling to people and I was just posting my skirts out there because I was so happy that I'm learning how to sew and y'all look at these skirts that I'm making. And so I was already building trust with my audience prior to me even selling anything. So when it did come time for me, you know, and I said, okay, I'm going to put myself out there and say I'm going to sell to people in the beginning. It wasn't. Some, I was hitting and missing. Some people could fit it. Some people couldn't fit their stuff. I had a lot of people in the beginning, they would write me. They said, oh, my God, I love the skirt. I just can't fit it. They love how well made it was. You know, I well, it was very well made. People just couldn't fit it. So I had to learn how to take that criticism and say, okay, I need to go back to the drawing board. What is it that I'm doing wrong, you know? And But you can't be afraid of that you, because you got to learn how to take that the bad with the good, because if I didn't, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at, you know, now. If I just took everything that somebody said to me that offensively, you can't be like that in business, you know. I understand, you know, sometimes we're sensitive about our stuff. I get it. But on the flip side of that, in the very beginning, you want that. that there goes that feedback again. So people were saying my stuff was good. They just couldn't fit it in the beginning. And like I said, I was just starting out. Once I learned what it is that I needed to do, I went back, did it. Customers were fine. A lot of the customers that I was working with, they they were very nice to me. They would still say, hey, I'm going to order from you in the future. Some would say, I'm just going to send it back and you redo it. And I did that. Or I would just refund them. Hey, I'm so sorry. I, I'm still learning. I hope that you work with me in the future. You know, you got to reassure people. If you mess up, own it, fix it, and let's keep it pushing. You know, so... Yeah, in the beginning, it's going to be a lot of trial and error, but you got to be okay with that. You got to be okay with the errors that you make. And when you do make those errors, own up to it and move forward. Correct it with your customer and, 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 and let's move forward. That's how I, that's how I did it. For me, you got to build that audience. You got to have, tr- the, the audience got to trust you. I, People ain't going to spend their money with you if they don't trust you. Right. Exactly. And I love how you said that you owned it. Because if you didn't own it, you're not going to have that repeat customer. And I'm sure that some of those same people are probably still your customer, correct? Yes. Oh, yeah. I've, I've got people that are still with me that have been with me since 2015 when I really started sewing for people. So, I mean, people been people been rocking with me for a very long time. And, you know, they'll tell you, they'll tell me, I just like to hear what people think. You know, this ain't about me having a big head or anything like that. I want to hear what people think. So to see that, I still got some faithful folks that's been rocking with me for seven, I mean, from the beginning. I got some people that have been with me since 2014 when I even created the page before I was even selling to anybody. So you, I have some diehard um, followers that, that will rock with me until I stop doing this thing. And it's just, it's just all about trust. People... The way that this world is set up now, people don't want to play around with their money, and they don't want you to play around with their money. So I have to ensure people that anything that you give me, 
you put it on good ground. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to make sure that I meet a deadline that you asked of me to meet. And I'm going to stay in constant communication with you. I let my customers know the time that I, I start working on it. I let people know when I, when I order their fabric. I let people know that I'm about to start their order on this day. I let people know when their order is complete. I let people know when their order is shipped out. I wait and I even, I even follow up with customers when they receive their package. <laughs> so, hey, you got your package? How you like it? I want to, I want it, I want it to be a good experience from the time that you reach out to me until the time that package hits your door. That's how I like to do it. You want to continue that trust with them. You want to continue to build a good, relationship with the people that are spending their hard earned working money with you. Sharissa, this time flew by. Um, so yes, I just want to thank you for helping to shed light and insight on the topic of finding your target customer. If people want more information about your company, where can they find you? Listen, I'm all social media avenues. You can find me on Facebook at Sharissa Renee. You can find me on Instagram at I am Sharissa Renee. I'm also on TikTok. I'm doing better with that, y'all. <laughs> but you also can find me on TikTok at C. Renee Myers. So I'm on there. You can find me. Um, my website is SoRissaRenee.com, S-E-W-R-I-S-S-A-R-E-N-E-E.com. You can find me. You can email me at Sharissa.Myers at gmail.com. I mean, anybody got any questions for, for me? They are more than welcome to reach out to me. I don't mind. This is what I love to do. I love to just help upcoming entrepreneurs, people that's already in the business, and they just want to get more knowledge. That's what we're supposed to be here to do. We're supposed to be here to help one another. I agree. Now, before we go, I want to shine the spotlight on our business of the day, which is out of Fort Worth, Texas, Vogue City Photo Booth where you can create memories with fabulously fun photo booth experience. You can find them at VogueCityPhotosBooth.com. Be sure to like BizFueled on Facebook, and you can check out previous shows on most podcast outlets. This is BizFueled. Until next time, see you soon. All right, bye.